It's WTMJ Nights. In for Brian Noonan, here's your host, Jeff Sherman. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to WTMJ Nights. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman. Truly happy and honored to be here. I, I do not take this responsibility lightly. I really want to have some fun tonight, touch on some good topics, and, and learn a bit, too, along the lines, right? At the heart of who I am, I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am. I love to listen and learn. I truly feel like they we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. And I'm going to hit on some topics that are going to allow for some good input. We'll take some calls. We'll take some texts. And we'll blend kind of what I'm feeling right now. You know, this is my first time doing WTMJ Nights. I have some good nerves and excitement brewing right now. So I'm hoping that that comes together to make it successful and for us to all have some fun together. So at my heart, I have a really big civic heart. I've kind of been an evangelist for Milwaukee and Wisconsin for my entire career. And I'm always looking for ways to move Milwaukee and Wisconsin forward and to build community. So we'll take some calls and texts on a bunch of different topics. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am. So I'm a lifelong passionate Milwaukeean. I grew up in beautiful tree-lined Wauwatosa. And I've just been moving my way east ever since. Went to Marquette University. Got a degree in finance and marketing at Marquette. And then after that, uh, went on to get a master's of business at uh, Cardinal Stritch. Rest in peace, Cardinal Stritch University. But I got an MBA at Cardinal Stritch, and I just want to talk a little bit about that. You know, Cardinal Stritch, as a private, smaller school, it actually closed this last year after 87 years, but was one of the first smaller schools to offer flexible MBA programs. So I'm really happy that I had that opportunity gosh, 20 years ago, but it really speaks to the innovation in edu higher education that's happening in and around Wisconsin. So thank you, Cardinal Stritch, for all that you did, for all that you put into my life, and kind of for everything that you've done to power me forward. I, um, My time at Marquette really helped shape who I am, and I have this civic chip on my shoulder. As you get to know me a little bit more, you're going to see, like, wow, he really wants to be a constant ambassador and evangelist for all things Milwaukee and Wisconsin. So this civic chip on my shoulder just has not gone away. And I got to tell you why. Because when I got to Marquette University, so many of my friends and classmates were from Chicagoland. So I spent so much time and energy trying to convince them to stay here and to be a part of everything that I knew because I was a hometown boy. And it really has shaped my entire career and made me who I am. And I'm hopeful that a little bit of this is going to brush off as you continue to get to know me even better. So I've worked in and around media and startups for my entire career, worked in sports marketing, worked at agencies, co-founded a digital media company in town, and it's kind of all become a part of who I am. So some of the topics I want to tee up for tonight's show are going to be specifically, where do you live and why do you live there? My wife and I have lived in downtown Milwaukee for years, and once we had kids, we had to kind of figure out, all right, where's that next step? So I have a bunch of different elements and uh, four Ds 
of how you can make that decision in the best way. I'm going to talk about grocery shopping. There's some new trends out. There's a new list out that's really going to surprise you, I think, in terms of what the number two most popular grocer is in the country. I want to talk about inspiration and motivation. Like when you get up in the morning, how do you power through your day? I want to learn from you, so I'll take some texts on that, but I'll also give you my morning routine. And uh, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about, hey, you get up in the morning, you want to get up on the right side of the bed always, and you want to be constantly motivated, so how do you do that? And then finally, near the end of the show, Super Bowl is coming up, without a doubt, Chiefs 49ers. But I have two specific tips on how you can be an even better Super Bowl viewer. And it might surprise you a little bit what these tips are because they're not like specific to like game strategy or anything. There are two things that you can do in the next week. And I'm going to challenge you to do it because it's going to make you a better fan and it's going to give you a whole lot more excitement when you're watching the game. So that's what's on tap for WTMJ Nights. We're going to have some fun. We're going to learn together. And this is WTMJ Nights. Please stick around. We'll be back after this commercial break. All right, we're back. WTMJ Nights. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman. Happy and honored to be here on a beautiful Thursday night here in the heart of the state in downtown Milwaukee. I got a couple topics that are going to bring together here. I want to talk about your community, where you live, and why you live there. And then I want to weave that into grocery shopping. Like Those are just two things that touch at the heart of all of us and touch on every community, no matter where you're listening, across the state or anywhere. So, Producer Matt, can I ask you where you live and what were your, like, uh, what was your thought process when you were deciding where to live there, why to live there? I currently live on the north side of Chicago, about two miles north of Wrigley Field. And my thought process was mainly not mine because it was uh, my parents uh, My parents doing, but okay. Me, the main reason why we chose to move down there is that we wanted to be back in the city. That's where my entire family is originally from, either some urban environment Moved out to the suburbs just before I was born, and then we just wanted to get back into it, make it easier for all of us, and just to be around everything yeah. was the main thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that that sense of like density and having stuff around you is really important. The WTMJ talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Let me know where you live and why you live there. And let me give you a little bit of background of myself. I said I, I grew up in tree-lined Wauwatosa. That's where I was raised and kind of have been moving my way east ever since. So now my family and I are in Shorewood, but for years we lived in the heart of the state right here in downtown Milwaukee. So after my years at Marquette, we lived, um, I lived in an apartment for many years near the MSOE campus. And then after that, lived at two different condos right on the river on the corner of Plankington and Wells. If you know where the old Rock Bottom Brewery is here in downtown Milwaukee, that's where my wife and I lived. And we raised our first son there. So he was a Riverwalk baby, a downtown kid. But 
you look at the kind of the changing dynamics of what's happening in downtown Milwaukee. It has truly changed, grown, and evolved so much in the last 25 years and really become a neighborhood. But the kind of that missing piece for us was, hey, we needed to get a little closer to schools, so we made that decision to move to Shorewood. But as we've heard here on WTMJ and the Wisconsin's Morning News and Wisconsin's Afternoon News, and actually Tracy Johnson had developer Rick Barrett on recently talking about the new Couture, the high-rise development, 44 floors right on Milwaukee's lakefront on East Clybourne Street and Lincoln Memorial that's rising right now and actually leasing. I had the opportunity to walk through a couple of those units this week, and they're really, truly impressive in terms of the density and the diversity and everything that comes with creating a neighborhood right down at the heart of the lakefront. So I thought, all right, all these things are happening in downtown Milwaukee. How can I drill this down to four easy things that we can all take away? If you're moving to a new neighborhood, what should you look for? For me, it's density, it's development, it's discovery, and it's diversity. Density is truly just that. Producer Matt just said he was looking for a place that had a ton of good stuff, walkable. When we chose to move to Shorewood, it was, hey, I want to walk to a coffee shop. I want to walk to a liquor store. I want to walk to a school and a lake. We found all that right there in Shorewood. Development, I want new stuff happening around me. Discovery, I want great stuff to take in, new bars, new restaurants. Diversity, I want good people. I want different professions. I want apartments. I want high-end homes. I want it all. And that's what we were able to find when we moved. But there's a ton of different decisions that go into your decision-making process. And you know what? One of those is most likely where you grocery shop. So when you're moving to the next community, the next segment, we're going to talk about grocery shopping, how it impacts your day-to-day. And I'm going to give you a list of the top 10 grocery stores. And you can see, hey, do I have any of those in my neighborhood? This is WTMJ Nights. I'm Jeff Sherman. Thankful you're here. We'll be right back after this break. All right. Welcome back to WTMJ Nights. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman. Happy to be here. A little conversation. Me kind of giving my, hey, when you move to a new community, how you should you evaluate it? For me, it's density, discovery, diversity, and development. But you know what is also really important to neighborhood development? Grocery stores. And I'm fascinated by grocery stores. And there's been a couple new stories that have come out lately. Some new data reports from YouGov and the Census Bureau that have given us some greater insight into how Americans and Wisconsin's shop. Now, I'm going to go through quickly here the most popular grocery stores in the country from 10 up. All right. Number 10, Safeway. Number nine, Winn-Dixie. Number eight, Amazon Fresh. There aren't any Amazon Freshes in Wisconsin yet, I don't think. Number seven, Publix. Number six, Circle K. Number five, Whole Foods Market. The Whole Foods on the east side of downtown Milwaukee, still one of the largest square foot stores in the country. Number four is Kroger, which is pick and save and Metro Market in Wisconsin. 
Number three, any guesses? Trader Joe's. Number two, this is the most surprising to me on this list. Number two is 7-Eleven. And number one, the most popular grocery store in the country, German-based Aldi. There are 24 Aldis in metropolitan Milwaukee and growing because they're expanding, actually, their distribution center by 50,000 square feet in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. So I would expect to see Aldi continue to grow in and around the state. But we are really blessed with a ton of different grocery options in the area. And, you know, even though in my household, my wife does a majority of the grocery store shopping, I love it. I truly do. Like, for me, grocery shopping is like this serenity moment. If you want to chime in and tell me where you shop and why, the WTMJ talk and text line is 855-616-1620. But when I shop, I buy. And that's kind of why my wife has taken it over from me, because she puts together the lists. She curates the menu items. She can put together holistic meals. When I shop, I just go up and down the aisle and throw stuff in the cart, uh, maybe order a bunch of stuff in advance. And if I see stuff that I get rewards points on, I'm buying like seven of them. So I wouldn't, I don't know. It's a whole lot of fun. And I also kind of love walking through the aisles because they always have really good like 80s music rocking. But I don't know. You want to tell me a little bit about how you shop and why the WTMJ talking text line is 855-616-1620. The average family now spends $270 at the grocery store per week. This is the latest Census Bureau numbers. But that number increases when children are taken into account, right? We have a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old at home. I think we're buying milk and bananas like every day. I don't know who's eating them, but I'm pretty sure it's my 16-year-old son. Families with kids spend an average of $331 per week on groceries. So that's 41% more than families without kids. Actually, Wisconsin has some of the lower costs and actually is the lowest in the nation in terms of what our expenses are grocery store-wise. But that monthly commitment for grocery shopping is still very, very healthy. So where do you shop and why? From the 414 said she's gone to a healthy lifestyle. She tries to go organic as much as possible and skip the middle, skip the stores altogether. And that's a good point. Um, You look at our neighborhood. We have so many people that will go to like six different stores, right? (laughs) They go to Outpost for one thing. They go to Sendix for another, then it's Walmart, then it's Target, then it's Festival Foods. Because you kind of got to go to different places to find different things. And it really is, uh, you know, really kind of based upon what your lifestyle is, what your habits are, and you know, maybe what, what your kids eat or what your spouse eats. Um, I mentioned rewards, too. For me, it's a, it's a big driver. Um, if you shop at a Kroger store... Again, Kroger's are kind of pick and save in Metro Market in Wisconsin. They have a rewards program that will give you money off of gas. And in the Sherman household, we have a one electric car, one gas car. So we save a whole lot of money filling up at the gas tank because we do a lot of our shopping at the Metro Market down the street. And I guess I noticed it during 
um, holiday and Christmas time for sure. I think I went to the went to the gas station and based upon our grocery receipts, I paid like seventy cents per gallon for gas. So there's so many different incentives now to grocery shop that it's just fascinating. And I'm I'm if I if I get the chance to come back and continue to get to know you and talk a little bit more on a, another WTMJ night store. But <laughs> right. I want to um I want to really have a grocery store operator on cuz I am incredibly intrigued by the economics of grocery shopping and as a passionate consumer myself I like to find the best deals but I also like to shop the, the best stores and a lot goes into that so I'm going to continue to learn more and I appreciate everyone chiming in on the talking text line and we're going to continue our conversation on WTMJ nights after the news as we go to the WTMJ breaking news center with Jessica Gatso. Ah, yeah, singing with me a little Chicago, a little inspiration to tee up this next topic. I need your help. I thank you for being here. I am your host, Jeff Sherman. This is WTMJ Nights. So I want to learn a little bit about what your routine is. Like, you get out of bed, you're looking for that inspiration, you need something. All right, what's going to power me through the day? Take a deep breath. How can I make it all work? I got a ton on my plate. I got this to do, that to do. But what is that morning routine of yours? Now, since I got the mic, I'm going to tell you what mine is. And then we're going to open up the WTMJ Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. So this has been my routine for forever. My my wonderful wife gets up a little earlier than I do. I used to kind of have this 5 a.m., 5.30 workout thing, but I've moved my runs to later in the afternoon or evenings. So she gets up first, so I sleep a little longer. I get up. I got a couple books that I read from every single day. I do my reading at night on the iPad. I don't know how, how you read, but I that's I tee up the iBooks, so I have them all highlighted. So there's a bunch of good inspiration from books that I really enjoy, some scripture, some not, kind of all over, like some good positive stuff. I read that every morning to get my mind straight. All right? Then next, I do like four or five kind of deep breaths. It just is a good way to get you going, to set the tone for the day. Then I do some thanks and gratitude, just to myself. You know, I used to take notes on on all on everything and then kind of turn them into blog posts or into columns. But now I just kind of say to myself, all right, these are the things I'm grateful for. These are the things I'm thankful for. And next, I always make the bed. I always make the bed. I don't know. You can chime in on the WTMJ talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Do you make your bed? Because you have to. I mean, you just have to. Like for me, if I if I was like half hour late for a meeting, and for I, I, I'm never really that late. But if I slept in too late, I would make the bed anyway. Right? 
because it just is that one first accomplishment of the day. It sets the tone for the day. It gives me that consistency. And I'm like, all right, now I can go. The bet is made. Let's go. Let's tackle the day. So the rest of my routine, for those that are interested, and I can see my wife's probably rolling her eyes if she's listening right now, but I do this every day. I, after that portion of my day, I do calf raises. I do 20 of them. I'm going to show you. I'm standing up right now. I don't like to sit down. I'm going to do 20 calf raises right away. Then I'm going to do 30 squats. Then I'm going to do 40 to 50 push-ups. Then I go downstairs and I find a lemon, fresh lemon. We have one of these old school like glass fruit lemon squeezer things. I cut the lemon in half. I juice it. I give half to my wife, half to myself. And that kind of first drink of the day is always warm lemon water. It is really good way to kind of not necessarily flush the system, but just to give you a good burst of zest and energy and kind of set the tone for what you want to do in the day. So that's my kind of morning gratitude journey. There's a lot of different things that you can do to kind of get your mind right when you get out of bed. Like some people like to instantly exercise, like you're just going to put on your workout clothes and you're going to go outside and you're going to get your run on. Some people like to journal. The WTMJ talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Tell us what your morning routine is and kind of how it sets your mind right. One of my first bosses used to say, you know, Sherm, what you should do every morning is take a gratitude walk. And I was like, dude, what do you mean? He's like, yes, you get up, you walk down the street, you walk down the driveway, you walk around the block, and you just say everything in your mind that you're thankful for. And you got to do it every day because it's a wonderful way to set the tone for the day and to just make sure that you can accomplish the day in the right way with the right mindset. So I've been a big fan of that too. You get up, you're like, all right, you want to get sunshine in your eyes first thing, and you want to take a walk around the block and be grateful and be inspired for everything that this wonderful world has given us. So I highly recommend those steps. You know, you maybe don't have to be as anal as I am each and every day, but that's my little tidbit on inspiration and gratitude. If you need to take some of those steps and incorporate them into your day, I'd highly recommend it. This is WTMJ Nights. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman. We'll come back. And we're going to talk about something completely different. I'm going to give you some of my tips for how to be a better parker in downtown Milwaukee. All right, we're back. This is Jeff Sherman, and it's WTMJ Nights. It is nighttime. No Bucks game at home tonight. But I'm a passionate, longtime Milwaukee Bucks fan. I actually share season tickets with five or six friends, have had tickets forever. I'm also a Marquette ticket holder. So we go to a lot of games in downtown Milwaukee. And as I said earlier, we, I've lived in downtown Milwaukee for a long time, so I'm really comfortable 
and I kind of know all the nooks and crannies. So I have some tips, but I want to talk about how you best park and how you take, like when you're coming to a game in downtown Milwaukee, how do you map out that strategy? And hopefully I can give you some tips to make your parking world and experience all that much easier. The WTMJ talk and text line is 855-616-1620. So where do you park when you come to Pfizer Forum? There are so many lots. There's so many different structures. There's so many street options, right? So many people now take Ubers or Lyfts. Or I have friends from Oconomowoc or Waukesha that it's just as easy to drive, park near AmFam Field, and take a shuttle near the Brewers ballpark to come to a Bucks game. There's so many different options, and none of them are right or wrong. But I got to tell you, one of the coolest things about being a Bucks subscriber is that you can just load your parking. You can pay for it in advance, but you can load your parking onto your card, prepay for it, and be able to go in and out of the structure on Fifth and Highland. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty nice. I think you can have that opportunity even if you're not a season driver, right? You can buy your parking in advance, know exactly where your spot is, so it's easy in, easy out. But there are 16,000 spots, 16,000 spots within a five or 10 minute walking distance of Fisher Forum. So the next time you come downtown for a Bucks game, I want you to re- be really thoughtful about it because it's pretty easy, of course, to park really close to Fiserv. Convenience is going to drive the cost for sure. You're going to pay a little bit more the closer you get. But my little tip is when we come downtown and we, we live in Shorewood, which is about seven or eight miles north of downtown, so I get to drive the beautiful lakefront either with my wife or son or whoever I'm coming to the game with or daughter. And we always park near Old St. Mary's Church, which is on the corner of Broadway and Kilbourne. And there's usually a ton of spots there, unless it's maybe a big Saturday night game and it's totally crowded. But I want you to keep this in mind because it's not one of those things that everyone thinks about. You can come to a Bucks game or a Marquette game and park six or seven or eight blocks away for free, walk through the beautiful downtown, see all the new development, explore everything that's happening in the city. And then when you leave, it's that much easier because you just get to walk to your car and be done. You don't have to wait in line in a parking structure. So that's my little tip. Um, You know, you may love the structures. You may love the lots. But there's so many opportunities all along the streets. So I'm going to say, I'm going to challenge you, actually. The next time you come downtown for a Bucks or Marquette game or to the Market Center for the Performing Arts or right here to the avenue where the Third Street Market Hall is, park on the street, walk the streets, look up, look down, look all around. There's so much happening here in downtown Milwaukee that you're going to truly enjoy it. But I'll see you at the next Bucks game. If you're watching on YouTube and you see me, just yell out and say, hey, Jeff, go Bucks. This is WTMJ Nights. I'm happy to be here, and I'm thankful you're listening. And we're going to come back with a final topic. I'm going to give you two tips on how you can be a better 
Super Bowl viewer. Welcome back to WTMJ Nights. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman. We're all preparing for the Super Bowl for next weekend, and I want to give you at least my two kind of insider tips on how you can prepare to be a better fan. Um, you know, sports means so much in our lives, and we're, we're so incredibly blessed to have amazing teams on so many levels, you know, whether it's high school, college, professional, we truly outkick our coverage here in Wisconsin, and there are so many opportunities to plug in and to be a part of the ever-evolving sports world in our community. Um, I have a 16-year-old who's a, a kind of a passionate basketball player, been playing for a long time, but recently he's become a really big NFL fan. And i got to admit, the last couple years... And you can chime in if you want to on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Maybe we can talk a little bit about your tips for watching the Super Bowl, but I want to tell you mine. So my son has taken to playing Madden. And if you know what Madden is, it's a a game you can get either Xbox or PlayStation, whatever your gaming system du jour is. So I recently started playing Madden against my 16-year-old son. And as someone that kind of has fallen away from the NFL and the Packers the last couple of years, it has brought me 100% back into the NFL. Because through the lens of playing the video game Madden, I've learned the offenses, I've learned the defenses, and it's truly made me a more appreciative fan on so many levels because I better understand the game. So you got a week here before the Super Bowl, before the Chiefs and Niners play. I highly recommend you find a way. Maybe you can watch a YouTube clip. Maybe you can find somebody in your family circle that has Madden, but play the game and experience the NFL through video game. It will make you a bigger deeper fan. So that's my one tip. If you can't do that, maybe you can find an HBO HBO Max subscription and watch a couple episodes of Hard Knocks. So Hard Knocks is a show that's produced by HBO Sports and the NFL and gives you a deep dive into the personalities, the teams, and kind of all the behind the scenes that goes in to the NFL. It's super intriguing. This year, during the season, they followed the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins lost, I think, in the second round of the playoffs this year. But what they do is follow the teams for a week, mic up the players, have audio on the players, and especially for a sport like football, where the players are behind helmets most of the games, you get to see the players. And you get to see their facial expressions. You get to meet their family. And it really gives you this humanized version of what the sport's all about. It also gives you this breadth and depth of, wow, this is what it takes to power an NFL team each and every day. So it has made me a much bigger NFL fan. And I am like, all in watching games start to finish now. I kind of got to thank Mike McDaniel, who is the Dolphins coach too. He is a character 
on Hard Knocks. So find a way to watch Hard Knocks, play Madden, and I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy the Super Bowl all that much more. So finally, we talked a little bit about inspiration and motivation in a segment prior. I want to give you a little challenge as we head into the weekend. Y'all have your different morning routine. I want you to get up every morning, be thankful and be grateful for all that you have. But here's my challenge moving into the weekend. Find two people that have influenced your life. Just two people, bosses, maybe a teacher, maybe a parent, maybe an aunt, an uncle, a friend, whomever. Find someone that has impacted your life, who has helped push you through the curtain, who has made you a better person, and send him or her a letter. Send a text, send an email, and just say thank you. It's a great way to reconnect, to extend gratitude, and to keep us all connected. That's what the great thing about Milwaukee is and Wisconsin is. We are people without pretense. We are wonderful people that are always striving to be connected. And you know what? In each and every day that I'm here, and if I have the opportunity to come back, I want to keep Wisconsin and Milwaukee moving forward and keep us on the upswing always. I've enjoyed my time at WTMJ Nights tonight. I hope you have too. I truly thank you for being here. Have a wonderful Thursday evening and a great Milwaukee and Wisconsin weekend.